I'll have to screw around with settings more. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like they've been bad. Just every once in a while, I looked crazy because you weren't responding. Yeah, and that's that. Ninety percent of the time, that's what that was. Unless you did, in <laughs> fact, go over the line in some way. <laughs> what What's the code word for me going over the line? Yeah, saltines. 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 Believe me, I. <laughs> I, I I let you go off on your craziness, but it, there there is that level. I have that phrase seared into my mind, it so is, I know it, if you go way too far, <laughs> it is possible, Neil, that you have hitched your wagon to the wrong the wrong horse. <laughs> mayhaps, it, mayhaps. It, it may be that you have decided to jump onto the podcast with a person who is just servitably in crazy <laughs> and at some point you're going to get in trouble with me time to get your fix it's a horrible gaming podcast it's not good it's not great horrible gaming podcast it's not even what you would call fair it's really not that good Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Ekri with Old Man Gaming. You have decided, for whatever reason, to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. But I am not alone, nor have I ever. With me is Neil, aka a tiny wizard. <laughs> wizard? Question so, yeah. mark? <laughs> so. So we're here, we're going to talk about gaming, and let's face it, we're going to complain a lot. Although, I actually have hopes that this is going to be a positive show, because I'm very happy about certain things. But before we get into that, we got to get into the credits. we got to give some people uh, uh, their due. Number one, if you're watching this on YouTube, you've noticed behind the fancy timestamps, our fancy graphics, any one of those graphics that aren't graphics that I pulled from the internet were provided to us by Mr. Mark Bell, and we thank him for that. And then, of course, the person who makes the theme song for this and all of the shows here at OMGW is the man who makes the music. There it is. Nick Van Sliders. And we thank you for that. You said it. He's just going to keep going. He's just going to keep going. I was writing... I was writing lines before you got on. Ah. So that's my excuse today. I was I was writing lines for the second half of season three, and I had it on the brain. Not like I don't have it on the brain constantly while it's going. I've come to realize that as much as I love doing it, it is literally I could name an ulcer in my stomach after it. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> it just is. like I'm, And even when I'm ahead, like I'm constantly like, I gotta get commentary done. I gotta get editing done. I gotta get these lines written. I gotta get them out, and I gotta schedule the lines. And I only have eight weeks of coverage. That's not enough time. Like it's it's ridiculous, and it's well, all that... me. It's nobody else. It's my own anxiety. It's ridiculous. That definitely sounds like something that's very healthy and very positive. <laughs> <laughs> it does, right? It does, right? Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Let's let's get into fan traction. Gaming podcast. That brings us to our first uh ugh, good good start. That brings us to our first topic. Uh probably our most important topic. What did you fuck up? I fucked it up right off the bat, man. No, you went, didn't. Bleh, like right off the bat. Yeah. 
No, it was fine. It was fine until you went, oh, God, I fucked it up. Now, I mean, now it's ruined. Now it's real fucked up. Now it's all fucked up. Now it's just done. Uh, so, <laughs> our most important topic, our first topic, and that is fan interaction. That's where us, the co-hosts, talk directly to you guys, the fans. We read out your comments from YouTube, Discord, and anywhere else we can find them. Now... As you guys well know, I've been doing this disclaimer for a couple of weeks now. Our recording schedule has been crazy. I we we really uh, we've been recording Thursday, which is the day after the podcast comes out, so it's very hard to get to all your comments. I'm not necessarily promising that that isn't going to keep happening, although we are recording on Sunday this week. Uh, but uh, um, please make sure you still write them. If I don't get to them in a week, it's because of the time difference, and I will get to them the following week. Uh, just like Philbilly330, who commented on two weeks ago show and said, never buying a Square Enix game again, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Philbilly. They've had some real fucked up shit. Real fucked up shit. Uh, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of response to that. I think we just kind of like nods our, nod our heads. And then yeah, I mean, like, it kind of falls into one of two categories. You get something that they've got their hands in and have just mucked things up where they don't necessarily need to be, right? Uh, a la Outriders. Mm. Or it is something that winds up being a good game in the end, but the development of it is long and storied and ridiculous. And by the time you get through the thing and you want more of the thing, <laughs> you're already a decade out from the next one. Right, so, right. Well, or it's just an abysmal failure like Marvel's Avengers too. I think that harkens more towards the first category. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, okay. So we also got some discord comments uh, this week. Uh, from C-Town, right off the bat, he says, I'm beginning to believe announcement trailers are to prove to investors that there is interest in a game. It's also why I think CDPR went Kickstarter. It's definitely to prove to investors uh, that there's interest in a game. I've said that before, repeatedly on shows, uh, that it's it, they make money off the announcement trailer. That's, that's the Ponzi scheme in it, is they're selling this thing that doesn't fucking exist. Like, that's what they do. And they don't make the money off the pre-orders right off the bat. It's just when they see those pre-orders, then they can take that number and take it to the investment, get more money, stuff like that. So announcement right. trailers are garbage. Uh, the CDPR interest Kickstarter thing is kind of an interesting thought process. I still feel like... I Do you really need to prove interest in a Witcher game? <laughs> at this no. point like like do we need to prove interest in a witcher game like is that something we need to do at this point like any video game investor knows what witcher 3 was like why do we need to go out and get people to give us money that far ahead of time like this is even farther than pre-orders ahead of time just to prove interest i think it's ridiculous uh, he then says, I only say this about CDPR as the maker of Bloodstain went to Kickstarter to prove interest. Yes, but Bloodstained is a very different situation. They're a much yeah. smaller develop developer. They're much smaller. They, they had to do that to get the interest in. That's a different story. A AAA developer going to Kickstarter to prove interest in a game uh, is ridiculous 
compared to a double A or single A person going to Kickstarter to just prove that they should be in the market in the first place is, is two very different things. I mean, it serves the same purpose, but it's much more warranted by a smaller developer. I don't know. Do you, do you agree with me? Yeah, I, I think with the Bloodstained situation, uh, Igarashi was no longer at Konami, and he was the one who did Symphony of the Night. Yep. Uh, and, you know, Konami has had no interest in Castle... Well, I, I guess in light of recent announcements, they have some interest in Castlevania. Uh, right. We'll get into that later. We will, we will. Um, <clears throat> but, I uh, have some theories on that, but we'll get into that. But they, you know, him hawed around so long, and Igarashi was like, you know what, I did it once, I'll do it again, I'm going to go to Kickstarter because mm -hmm. this is something that people want. Mm -hmm. um, same cannot be said for dude, I forget his name off the top of my head, the guy who did Mega Man with Mighty Number no. 9. Oh, that yeah. was just a failure of execution and, y right. yeah, all these other things. But, but again, yeah, those are those are two totally right. It's a failure of execution totally things, by yeah. still a smaller person trying to raise money for a project. Like, yeah, the guy with Mighty Number no. Nine failed to execute that game, but he was still doing the same thing. He was a smaller guy trying to gain enough money to prove interest to bigger people to give him more money. Whereas CDPR right. has money; they have money fucking coming out their eardrums. Uh, even with all the, even with all the like refunds they did, they came out ahead. They came out ahead. They've already released a lot of their numbers. They made tons of money off Cyberpunk. So like the fact that they go to Kickstarter to prove interest, I, it's just a way to drum up more money ahead of time without actually giving us a product. And, and I, it's just frustrating to me. Just frustrating yeah. to me. And Kickstarter is not meant to be used that way. It really isn't. It's meant to give smaller the, it's meant to give the little guys a chance, you know. That that's what it originally was was there to do was to give those smaller companies a chance at making it bigger. When the big guys start using that, then it fucking forces smaller guys out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, moving on, Kev Tutal also post posted a link in the podcast thread of our Discord. I urge anybody to go check that out, or just go to YouTube and search. X play uh, because Adam Sessler did a secretish history of the Halo Combat Evolved, the original game. He broke down everything going into the development cycle. It's about a 20 minute show. And Adam Sessler, I can't sing this guy's praises enough. His reviews are amazing. He's amazing. He's just knocking it out of the park. He's my, he's personally my favorite video game journalist right now. Uh, and yeah, this, it's a good watch. I, I highly recommend it um, with Kev on that. Did you end up watching it? Oh yeah, we, I think we talked about that on uh, the ODST thing. Uh, oh, did we? Yeah, I had oh, uh, I, I had recently yeah I had watched that roughly somewhere about when it came out. Mm. But yeah, yeah, the development on that was wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so jumping over to our YouTube uh, our YouTube comments uh, right off the bat, William Huwin who's my, my spirit animal right now, I think. Uh, he says, hi. Yes, Persona games are very deep time sinks. 80 to 100 hours for a single playthrough. Mm -hmm. And ideally, you play it twice to see everything. I love those games anyway. Will, I'm going to take your word for that. I stay away from JRPGs as much as humanly possible. Um, then, I wish uh, I had more time for JRPGs. You know, that's another video. Go check out, because Adam Sessler hates, hates JRPGs. But they, yeah. made, they made him play Persona, and he yeah. made a video on that. That's a really good video. 
Uh, I listened to that one. That one was interesting. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, he almost convinced me to try Persona, and then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, he then says, hey, Zach, is my audition to replace Neil still on Tuesday? <laughs> he then says, parentheses, of course, I'm kidding. The show would never be the same without our favorite tiny wizard, a.k.a. Neil. So there you go. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, however, you might have more substance. <laughs> I am just going to say, yes, Will, your, your, your secret interview is still on Tuesday. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, he then says, Zach, high five. I knew it. We did it. We high fived across time and space. Uh, he then says, gaming in 10 years, I don't know really. I'm no expert, but I feel it's getting easier and easier to make games with the new engines and such. And so I believe that there will be way more indie games than we have now, which is good. He then continues, to be fair, it's already begun. The past few years in gaming were great for indie devs. And I think that that's just going to increase. Time will tell, I guess. Let's just hope it doesn't get too much it doesn't get much more depressing than it is now great show and thanks for keeping me company thank you for listening will we really appreciate it uh we we appreciate the comments and the words i i completely agree with you i think one good thing one absolute positive that we've gotten in the last like you know four or five years is this surge of indie developers kind of and and the fact that the technology is so much more readily at their fingers that they can make bigger, cooler games uh, that almost even compete with the AAA stuff. And we've seen this surge, and I think that's only going to keep going. That's only going to increase, and and I'm really happy about that. And I'm not going to lie, if some of the AAA guys start to actually fail, I think that's only going to spur these these AA guys up higher, personally. Yes. Okay, like, <laughs> you need to talk now. You need to talk now. Well, I don't know. Sometimes it's a. Uh, sometimes it's a. Uh, we talk about a thing and we jump straight to the next comment. Or sometimes there is a. What do you think? I was I waiting for I the. Tried. What do you think? Oh, okay. I see what you're so saying. So I was like, I, oh, I okay. Paused. This is one I of those. Paused. This is one of those uh, that <laughs> that we are just gonna sit in silence for. There Go back to no my previous comment. <laughs> It's chaos. I bring nothing but anarchy with me, and then you try and survive it for an hour and a half. That's how this show works. <laughs> You're not incorrect. Not incorrect. In that statement at all. At all. It's like it's like Don Quixote. It's like, hey man, just come along for the ride and try not to die. That's that's it. <laughs> um. Kev then says, Melissa, may beg to differ on the fastest opener. And then he put a bunch of devil faces. Sick burn, Kev. Sick burn. Talking about my penis. Great. Uh, I'm not... I don't have. I'm not gonna ask you your thoughts on that one, Neil. I I was I was literally just about to say, please don't ask me for my thoughts. <laughs> uh, Kev Tutal then says, Borderlands 2 as 330 plays title idiot. Uh... What? He's got to be referring to something in the moment that I don't fucking know. But I know like, idiots. Well, <clears throat> I mean, you why don't you guys? I I mean, why don't you guys just do uh, Borderlands Two instead of like you know you guys did uh, Borderlands Three Three O. Oh, 
I see. Borderlands two three three zero or some okay. something like that. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that is that is a possibility. I I don't know. I Phil Phil Billy has played a ton of Borderlands two. Like I mean, an absolute metric fucking ton of Borderlands two. You guys don't understand. Like Phil Billy is much more. Um, and I'm not speaking out of turn here. I don't think I'm going to offend him when I say this, but Philbilly is much more uh, uh, open to gaming as an experience now and with the channel than he used to be. When he when he back, actually, right even right before he got started with this channel, all he played was Borderlands Two. He had like, there's these crazy levels above above True Vault Hunter that are like. OP8, OP9, some insanity like that, like that you can unlock in that game. Uh, he would have builds for that, like just absolutely huge, massive uh, Borderlands 2 builds. He's probably put in a thousand hours to Borderlands 2. I would probably say more than that. And that's all he played before he started kind of getting involved with this channel. Now he's kind of branched out. He plays more things. You know, he's got the PC, so he gets more involved in the thing. So I almost think it would be unfair to him to be like, hey, that game that you played 2,000 hours of and did everything you could possibly do in it, you want to play it again with, with me, who's a dumb idiot? You know, like, I don't know that's... <laughs> I don't know if that's fair to him, honestly. But I, I think we've got some good stuff coming. We're going to do some Let Astrays. We're going to do uh, some stuff, I think. So we'll, we'll have some stuff coming uh, that I think will make people have fun. Have fun with it. Uh, Kev Tutal then, then continues, Zach, let Neil finish a fucking thought. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, goddammit, Kev. Uh, there's nothing new coming out now. It's all sequels, prequels, and small iterations year to year. It's all the same now, says Kev Tutal. Yeah, know. pretty much. I mean, for the AAA it is, right? Like, I don't know if I'd say that about AA. I think there's some really creative stuff in the AA, like, area. I think he's probably only referring to AAA, too. But Well, I mean, you look, though, at things that are AA, like, uh, uh, what's it, Hellblade. Okay. Hellblade came out, and that was very much, that was the, see, this is what we can do if people, you know, kind of get the freedom to do what they want to do. But then, you know, Microsoft basically took over and was like, okay, well, Senua's Sacrifice, so we got a sequel now. So, I mean, that's playing more towards Kev's point. Like, we can get these new ideas, and sure, we get these new fresh things, but at the same time, like overall, we just can't let them lie. We can't let them just be right. that one thing. Right. Everything has to be a saga. Everything mm -hmm. has to be multiple games, which, I mean, I don't think I necessarily hate to some degree, but, you know, right. everything gets tired after a while. Well, it plays into the fact that, you know, something we were talking about last last year i totally forgot to start my stopwatch this is gonna be a nightmare. i'm going i'm going i have it it's going i knew i forgot something uh you know one thing i will say that we talked about last time uh that we touched on is you know the triple a companies they don't have the ability to fail like they don't have the ability to take those risks and as long as they can't take those risks, they're never going. To, we're not going to see that new product. We're not going to see right. new products except from the smaller guys, and that's that's a real bummer. I, I agree completely that it's just like it is a lot of sequels and prequels. I'm I, I don't necessarily hate sequels and prequels, but I will say that like 
when you get a year when it's all sequels or prequels to games that you never necessarily got into, it makes it harder. You get this weird barrier to entry for, for players, I think, that kind of pushes them away. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, when you when you end up getting into this, this area of, like, okay, well, this year we've only got a sequel to Gears. We got a sequel to, uh, um, let me see, another game I don't play, Persona. Uh, you know, we only got these sequels. I'm not going to jump in on number four. Right. You know? And, uh, yeah, I get that, too. Like, there's, I mean, that goes for a lot of other things, too. I mean, mm-hmm. TV shows and stuff like that. You know, uh, there's, where do you start? Right. You know, you can't, unless you start from the very beginning and go all the way through, like, the last time I did something like that was when I uh, played through all the Uncharted games, which right. was great, but, oh my god, was it, it, I had the time to spare at that point, right. thank god, but, right. uh, like, now, if I was like, oh, well, I want to, let's, let's start, you know, Uncharted, it would take me multiple years, or at least, you know, one entire summer yeah. to be able then- to get through them. And they're super expensive to buy all of them. It's not like buying movies where you can just go get the, you know, the the last iterations for cheap or even find them on a streaming service. You know, it's like a lot of them, you have to, like, go buy them all. I'm not going to do that, you know. So I, I don't know. I think that, like, yeah, he's got a point. It's something we've been talking about for a while. I think that, like, there is a lack of, like, new content. And while that, that isn't necessarily a bad thing, because I like seeing what they do with the characters that already exist, um, it does get old if you don't have any new blood getting put into the mix, you know? Right. So, uh, all right. So then Kev goes, 10-year predictions. Uh, number one, PC best. Number two. One Xbox e- excellent. Number two, PlayStation better. Number three, Nintendo good. I don't know what that mean. Like, are they gonna get better? Oh, or just like yeah. overall, that's the way it should be. Uh, yeah, overall, I'm I'm assuming they no longer make competing systems. They are graphical quality tiers. All games come out for all four ways to play. It's absurd. It never. It will never work. It was just a pleasant thought at the end. I saw the world burning behind a shiny facade. Okay. Got very poetic there, Kev. <sighs> at the end. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. I, I see what you're saying. So, like, it's just graphical tears. I mean, that's yeah, you're right. It's never going to happen. Especially since PlayStation is still fighting a war that I don't know that the other companies are anymore. Yeah, I don't know. You know yeah, I mean? uh, yeah. Uh, to to avoid spinning this off into an entire thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, they all have kind of. There was the console wars. I don't think the console wars are a thing anymore. Especially no. like this past generation was very much a teller of that because everybody's now got their own way of doing things. You know, Nintendo's cloud-based for a lot of the AAA games now. Right. Um, Microsoft is more selling you a service than actual mm-hmm. games. And Sony is the one who's still sticking true to the OG classic, you know, new gen, new games, apparently. Yeah. I mean, we're not going <laughs> to see anything of that for the next maybe two <laughs> years, I think. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody's off on their own thing. And PC, I mean, PC has just been what PC is. Mm-hmm. It's it's just people are now realizing more so, given what they see on consoles, what consoles can do, and especially given the fact that nobody can get a hold of these consoles. 
granted you can't get a hold of graphics cards still but right. you know a lot of people are like you guys considering making that jump into pc because of you know the longevity for what you get with your investment right. you know you know what makes pc the best is the fact that there's no driving force behind it like no one singular driving force behind it i mean you could make you can make an argument for the graphics card companies. You can make an argument for Valve. But really, at the end of the day, like Xbox, Microsoft's behind it. PlayStation, Sony's behind it. Nintendo, Nintendo's behind it. They're localized. They have their ecosystem. That's the way it is. They have their specific technology. That's what they want to feed to people. Whereas PC is like a group of a ton of different technologies, and you get to pick and choose what you want out of it. And because yeah. of that, that's what makes PC the best. It's because you can be like, well, I want the AMD graphics card, and I want you know the, the MSI processor board, and then I'm going to go to Steam, and I'm going to go to Epic Gaming, and I'm also going to use Games Pass. And like, like the fact that you have so much more variety of companies, it makes this space where they're all just kind of existing uh and and they don't necessarily like you don't have this like well if you buy pc you have to have this this and this and this you know what i mean uh right and, and you can't play this this and this and this like it's more like just this ecosystem this catch-all uh for all the other things and i i think that's what makes pc the best is the freedom of choice and the versatility in it you know mm-hmm uh, then Keptutal says Cyberpunk was the best game ever with a devil face. I'm not even going to take that seriously. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we need to respond to that. Um, and then Keptutal then says, Neil, you want to fight Ra? Play Smite. I know of Smite. I know of Smite. I, I know of Smite. I am aware of Smite. I'm going to tell you right now, Keptutal, there is not a game on this planet that you could, like, that is so far away from Neil's. Uh, yeah. and uh, in a game that uh, like like a competitive MOBA yeah I don't think Neil wants anything to do with that one so. and it's too bad too because I remember when I first heard about Smite I was all for it and then like how it worked and everything I was like nah. I, I man I need a game of any, everything. Like, that's usually how I am. Like, I need a competitive online game for when I'm in that mood. I need a story game when I'm in that mood. I, I need, like, a game to fit each niche. I don't play just, like, just story, single player, or just multiplayer. Like, I just need something for whenever I'm in that mood. I just glom onto one thing at a time. Like, right now, <laughs> I'm back on... I'm back on the rune because Chapter 2 came out, and... I have to make sure that I get through that by the 8th. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's coming out with all the stuff. It's great. Uh, all right. Well, you want to move on to uh, our talking point? Sure. All right. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our talking point. And you notice I say one talking point. I know we've only been doing one even though we've meant to do too but we're pretty positive this talking point is going to take us all the way through to odds and ends uh because out of nowhere and i mean out of fucking nowhere the day before nintendo's like hey tomorrow full nintendo direct full nintendo direct tomorrow full oh that's wild okay i guess we'll watch it and then and personally me i'm like well that's not going to be anything, or there would have been more fanfare. And guess what, guys? There was a lot. There was a lot on this Nintendo Direct. A lot on you this know, Nintendo Direct. Before before we really get into it, sure. uh, I was actually there was a, a news story that had come out about 
a uh, Nintendo patent for a new controller mm-hmm. that had leaked out a couple days prior with the uh, the the non-disclosure date or whatever being like the day after the the direct actually happened right and everybody was buzzing around like ooh, it's it's there's gonna be a direct there has to be a direct and it was all over the place some were saying yes some were saying no because nintendo just up until recently hadn't had directs at all really up until the beginning of this year and then yeah out of nowhere they were like yeah let's do a thing and they certainly did a thing yeah, they definitely did a thing. They did a big thing. Uh, and it, it, I mean, it was good. I, I liked it. I really liked it. Um, yeah. I didn't get to watch it live because they, weirdly, instead of putting it on in the afternoon, they put it on at night here yeah. at like 6 p.m. So, like, I was like, well, that's my anniversary at 6 p.m. I can't, I can't be like, hey, you know what we should do for our anniversary? Watch Nintendo Direct for an hour and a half. Uh, no, so I, I didn't, but I, I, you know, I went back later and, and checked it out, and it it was, I was surprised at what they were showing. I was, a lot of the yeah. stuff kind of blew me away. So let's let's get into it, and I'm actually going to start at the bottom and go to the top, because the bigger stuff is at the top, so we'll, we'll lead up to it. So these first ones I think we can just kind of like scroll over because I don't know, think that either one of us has a ton to say about them. First one is Arcade Archives Pac-Man. Arcade Archives Zevius adds more arcade classics to Switch, uh, which gives a shit, um, unless you're a Pac-Man fan, in which case, go get it. Uh, and that was today. That was as of the Direct, which was on the 23rd. Uh, then Rune Factory 5 and its farming and RPG action arrive on Switch in 2022. I have never even heard of that game. Have you? Yeah, no. No, but it basically Rune Factory 5 will be releasing a Nintendo Switch on March 22nd of 2022. Weird that they went with the all twos. Uh, and yeah. follows a hero who is able to farm, battle, and tame monsters, go fishing, build relationships with other characters, and more. It actually sounds kind of up my alley, so I'm going to have to watch some trailers on that, because, okay. Uh, then we have Shadowrun Shadow Trilogy brings three classic RPGs to Switch in 2022. So the old Shadowrun games, the kind of like top-down, isometric RPGers, uh, Shadow yeah. Shadowrun Returns, Shadowrun Dog... Uh, Dragonfall, that kind of thing. They're putting it in a collection, putting it on Switch. And you got anything to add to that one? Uh, I know those games exist. (laughs) And uh, that's about it. (laughs) Right. Then there's a Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition brings the magic of Disney Switch. That was bizarre. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about that one. Because I... I don't know anything about either Disney Magic it's, World if, or Disney Magic if World. If I, I, I mean, I didn't either. And I'm looking at this this trailer. I'm like, what is the? Why does this look so bad? And I guess it was like an Xbox 360 Connect game. <laughs> really? That they were just like, hey, let's put it on the Switch. I'm like, ah, who was clamoring for this? It says, the, yeah, the only description that they give, because uh, I'm reading a summary, is Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition lets players hang out with classic Disney characters. Or wait, no, it's a 3DS game, I think. Yeah, it's 3DS. Like Mickey Mouse, while crafting items, exploring Disney worlds, and much more, this game will arrive holiday 2021 and includes all DLC from the original 3DS version. What's even weirder is it, it the character almost looks like an Animal Crossing character. Like, you make a little... A little Animal Crossing person, 
Like, I was like, is this Animal Crossing with Disney people? Like, it's very strange. Yeah, uh, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, then we have new trailer shows off for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity and new expansion pass content. We receive a new look at Hyrule Warriors eight ugh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity's newest wave of expansion pass content, which will be released October 29th, 2021. This content will include a new duo character in uh, Pura and Rabi, new stages like Coliseum and Kakariku Village, and new story sequences. Were you were you into Hyrule Warriors? I feel like you were. Yeah, I remember playing the demo uh, a fair amount. Now, I'd never played any sort of like 1v100 sort of... Like Dynasty Warriors. Like Dynasty Wars or anything. But I was a huge fan of Breath of the Wild, so I jumped on it. And I kind of had some enjoyment of it. I remember it came out roughly about the same time as Cyberpunk. And I remember saying, oh, yeah, I need to come back to this after I get done with Cyberpunk. And I've just never gotten around to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was kind of interesting. I, I think it's interesting that they are still keeping the dynasty warriors, Hyrule warriors, whatever thing going from the original one that they did on the yeah. Wii U porting it over to the switch and then using just like the breath of the wild iconography mm-hmm. to turn it all into its own thing to kind of keep that hype train still going for whenever breath of the wild two inevitably comes out. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I, like I said, I just don't get into these kind of games. I used to, when I was a kid, I just don't anymore, but, uh, but yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, then we have Disco Elysium Final Cut arrives on Switch on October 12th, so they're putting Disco Elysium on Nintendo Switch. I never played that. I'm pretty sure you never played that. No, and I have wanted to. Oh, yeah? That, that does I seem have, like a Neil game. I, I have absolutely wanted to, and I remember when it first came out, uh, telling Kayla about it, and that's it's a game, too, that I think that she would absolutely get a kick out of. Um, yeah, it, it is pretty much a very, it is a very me game. Yeah, it is. Heavy it story seem, focus. Heavy yeah. story focus. A lot of very cerebral stuff in it. Yeah, it definitely looks like a U game. Well, the final cut comes out on Switch on the 12th, so you can get it on Switch. Yeah. Uh, all right, then next we got Chocobo GP brings a Final Fantasy racing game. Uh coming to switch in 2022 this looks dumb as hell to me i just, I just yeah. want to say that <laughs> yeah i don't right and, and yet again like we have mario kart on the uh-huh. switch we've got you know crash is ported over to the switch the nitro Kart, i'm pretty sure it uh-huh. had gotten a port over under the switch and we still don't have a new f-zero for the past three generations now yeah so uh yeah uh, i don't know i don't know it was kind of frustrating for me <laughs> yeah it's it's really weird to me that they were that they like i don't understand this i don't understand why final fan why would you need a racing game on a final fantasy character anybody yeah. anybody who final fantasy is speaking to is not going to want a kitty racing game out of it in my opinion i, I don't know does that make sense like there's there's sense. only one there's only one way to race final in Final Fantasy and that is racing on chocobos right. against other chocobos. Right. And I would get that. If you made a whole game out of that, I'd be a little bit more behind it, but to make it like a silly kart racer, 
yeah. it's just it's just so counter what it is you know like like those are like if it's a mascot game okay but you don't make like street fighter the kart racer you know like i i don't know it just seems so counter to what the culture of final fantasy is you know yeah um all right, so, and then this one is all about you, buddy. Deltarune Chapter 2 makes its way to Switch later today. So it's oh, Marty yeah, I shit my fucking out. pants. <laughs> I shit them. <laughs> I, I shit, shit, my them. I shit my pants well, everywhere. Especially, especially too, because whenever they, it, it was, I don't know why they didn't wait on the announcement for Deltarune Chapter 2 as a whole another week, because it was a week afterwards. Uh, that this, you know, this came, was announced for the Switch mm-hmm. because I, I came home uh, whenever Deltarune, the, the second chapter, came out and downloaded for the PC because it was the only way that I could get it. And because I had played through Chapter 1 on the Switch, I was like, well, shit, right. I want to go through and, you know, carry my save over. So I had already restarted the first chapter of Deltarune on the PC and then you know a week later oh yeah by the way it's also on the switch so I was like well crap so right, right <laughs> I had already right. put half I was already halfway through chapter one at that point right right yeah I mean <laughs> that's awesome though you're getting your Delta rune out there there's not it's not a whole lot uh, for me to add to this because I'm not into that kind of game but that's awesome yeah, it was. <laughs> he shit his pants. Shit, shit my pants. <laughs> uh, the next one up does kind of interest me, which I really have to give it to Nintendo on this game. I am so impressed with how they're keeping up with it, and I'm gonna say right now, guys, I kind of let you down. Like, like I said, this was my anniversary weekend, so I did not have a ton of time to jump in and figure out what this game. I, I think I only played like maybe an hour of video games in the last four days, so I just didn't have time to play this. But Mario Golf Super Rush got another free update, Neil. Yeah, and, I saw that, and it's it's a sizable update. They added two new characters. And, a, and apparently a new course, but I, I haven't seen the course. The new characters are Koopa Troopa, which I'm super excited to play, and Ninji, which I've never heard of in my life. I have no idea what Ninji is. Um, do you know what Ninji is? I think he's from uh, one of the 3D, 3D okay. World or something like that. For, I, uh, I have Wii no, no idea what Ninji is, but still. Man, two new characters, Koopa Troopa and Ninji, and then apparently new courses. I think this is so cool that they just they've kept up with this game and they just keep adding to it and making that game better and they're they're adding free stuff which is not not a Nintendo MO. It just isn't. Like Nintendo's much more uh you pay for the DLC sort of company. And uh the fact that we've gotten two sizable free updates in as many months as that's been out. Well, it's probably been more like 3 months now, but still like that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Like, I'm very impressed with it. I'm very impressed with it. And that that was a big one for me. Like I was I definitely wasn't expecting to see anything um anything up so soon after the last one, you know? Yeah. Alright, so moving on to the next one. This we're gonna get a little negative on this one, because I think this is the dumbest shit ever. Dying Light 2, stay human. <laughs> That's right. That game that that had an indefinite uh, an indefinite delay <laughs> now has a release date 
but only on the Switch Cloud version. But it's coming the Cloud version uh, on Nintendo Switch. So Dying Light 2 will arrive on Switch on February 4th. Yeah, right. 2022 as a cloud version and free demo will be available on the same day on october 19th dying light platinum edition will be released on the switch and will help prepare fans for the sequel to help with the wait so october 19th they're releasing the original dying light cool great on the switch cool great um but dying light 2 okay so just if, if you guys haven't been following this podcast you haven't following this Dying Light has been this game that's like, here's a release date, then it gets delayed inev- indefinitely, then like five months later you get another release date, then it then it's like, nope, we can't do that, we're not going to tell you when we're releasing it, just over and over again. Recently, I think last month, right? Yeah. Not even, like two weeks ago. I don't even think it was last month. I think it was like two weeks ago they were like, hey, we can't get this done by the release date, which was supposed to be next month, if I recall correctly, uh, October. We can't get this done by our release date, and we can't tell you when we're going to be releasing it. All we can say is that it's coming out in 2022. Thank you for your patience. So it gets another release date into another year. This has already been going on for what, like, I want to say like four years. I feel like it's been longer. You think it's been a while? It's been a while, right? It's been a long time. But now... Without actually going back on that, they say that it's going to come out on Switch on February 4th via this, like, thing. So, like, does their delay, which only happened two weeks ago, include this and Nintendo didn't get the memo? Is this the release date for the actual game? Is it literally coming out in cloud version on Switch first? Like, what is happening with this game right now? I have no idea. I mean, this is super Um, weird, right? 2018. 2018 was when Dying Light 2 okay. got announced originally. All right, so that's so that's four years. Probably they've been working on it for five years, but it's been four years that we've known about it. Yeah, I I think that's that's insane, right? Like like yeah. like to say it's delayed indefinitely till 2022, then to give us a release date, and this release date is in 2022. But, like, I'm very confused by this. Like, does this count for everything or just this? And if it literally releases on Switch and cloud version first, that is the worst idea that any company has ever had in the so, history of video games. So when, when I'm actually looking, when I just Googled this here just okay. now, it, right. it is showing that it's set to be released on February 4th, 2022. Okay. Right. So that is that is the, the Full official... Like the real release date, presumably until they yeah until they cancel it again. <laughs> All right, I, I it'll think come that's out crazy, the same though. time. It'll come out the same time as Dead Island Two and Skull and Bones. <laughs> and scale bound. Um, scale bound. Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. Scale bound. I mean, this is so weird though. Like I've never seen a company do that. I've never seen a company yeah. go release a Twitter that says we can't give you a release date. We're not sure. Then on a Nintendo Direct, two weeks later, say, "Oh, it's coming out on the fourth in cloud version," but not actually say it's coming out. Like the announced trailer itself doesn't say that the game itself is coming out on the fourth. It says the cloud version of it is coming out on the fourth, and then you're left like, so. Like, I can assume the game's coming out, but it's very strange. 
Yes, very much so. It's the weirdest thing to do, especially with a game that's just had nothing but controversy and delays, right? Yeah. I don't know, totally insane. Uh, I guess moving on, Yoko Taro's card RPG Voice of Cards heads to Switch this October. I don't know about this game. Do you know about this game? Because I don't. I don't give. I. I don't know. I hadn't. Uh, I hadn't seen anything, heard anything about this until this trailer. It looks. It's very Nintendo unique, is yeah. what it is, and not in like the bad a bad way. Literally everything is cards. Like mm-hmm. even even like the overworld is cards. Like yep. you are moving a token over top of cards. Mm-hmm. It it looks like it looks like it could be a thing. Like it could turn out to be an okay thing. I don't think it's something that I would go out and buy the day that comes out. But if it ever like got a demo or something like that, I would give it a shot. Can I can I take you on a little digression and tell you something I'm really fucking sick of in video games? Oh, what is that? The word cards. I am so uh, sick of cards. Why does everything have cards in it? I'm so sick of cards. And, and what's so irritating to me about it is I love collectible card games. Like, I do. So when I hear the word cards, I think, oh, a collectible card game. And then you always get these weird roguelite, you're on a train fighting demons, and it's no multiplayer, and you're collecting cards to battle in a real-time space. Oh, god damn it. Just make a real-time strategy game or make a card <laughs> game. I'm so sick of, of cards being in every game. It's so much so that cards just have, like, been shoehorned into everything. Everything. So, it's like, well, you got a card. What? It's ridiculous. So that, that literally, I remember when it was Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories came out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know about that game or not, but it I, is I card don't. it is card based. <laughs> but it is not turn based. You literally your actions are cards. So you can move around freely, but to attack you have to burn a card. And it's not you're not doing anything other than hitting the A button and Sora swipes the keyblade. Like there's no reason for the cards, the cards. to be there. <laughs> right. So like right. they they like force things in there to make it like card like so like your cards have a number attached to it. So it's like yeah. okay, so like there's this small like war element to it. So if you go to attack and your empo- your uh, opponent attacks at the same time and your numbers higher, their numbers higher than like you just get deflected automatically. So like there's like a little bit to it, but like like you said, shoehorning cards in for no reason. There is zero reason for cards it's, to be in that game. The game would function the same way without the yeah. cards. Well, and it's weird because like they use the word cards on things that don't necessarily need the word cards in it. You know, like like what happened to the word perks? You remember when everything had perks? Why can't we just have perks? Why do they have to be cards? Uh, di- back for blood. And you're about to hear me get get rarely negative on Back for Blood. I'm rarely negative on it because I really like that game. Even with the cards being cards, I really like the game. Because I, I like the card mechanics in the game. It's just, why are they fucking cards? Like, like at the end of each chapter, you get, like, you have, like, your deck or whatever is your all your special little perks, and then at the end of each chapter, you draw basically five. You get to pick one to add to your character for the next chapter. Why is that a card? What about that is a card? Why can't I just have my perks? These are my perk loadout. And then at the beginning of each chapter, they pop up. Like, they're just abilities. I'm not playing cards against somebody. It's not like I'm, like, 
full house of fucking shotguns. Like, that's just not, that's not what's happening. Why are they even called cards? I don't understand. It's like gaming got this obsession with the word cards, and it's just in everything now. It's, you know, I, I don't know, you know what I think it is? What? You know what I think it is? This is my little tinfoily sort of hat situation here. I think cards are a lot easier to monetize because of the idea yeah. of trading cards. Like, the- oh, sell me, you know, a loot box. That's got such a negative connotation to it. A pack what of cards, if, though. <laughs> what if we sell a pack of cards? Okay. Everybody loves a pack of cards. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, you I don't necessarily think you're wrong. I think I think that is a good way to like repackage loot boxes and stuff. The only the only thing that's irritating to me on that subject is like a lot of these games don't have the microtransaction to even buy a pack of cards. So like right. why why are we why are we calling it a like okay, like I would get it at that point. All right, you want a pack instead of this. But some of them you can't even buy a pack. You just get them. By doing stuff like Back for Blood, I mean, and I don't know what the release is going to be because I because I just played the beta. But the way the beta works is like you pick a thing that you're doing that you're working for, and then once you get to a certain level, you unlock cards of that thing. So like, if you want to be like a medic, you pick the medic section, and then as you play the game, you unlock the cards in the medic section. There's not even packs there, you know what I mean? So like. I, I I I'm not nece- I'm not against your tinfoil hat at all. I think I think you're on to something. But I also think there's a ton of games that's like that doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean with even with those, you know? Right. I don't know. All right. Well, that was my digression on cards. I'm sick of cards. Uh and then the next one I I guess I'm going to let you talk about a little bit, but Metroid Dread gets an extended story trailer ahead of its October 8th release date what'd you think of that trailer that trailer was i i i think i'm starting to hit that point with metro dread it's like all right i already know like i'm (laughs) give it i'm one of well that the thing is the story trailer and everything like they have those like logs of like lore related stuff Mm -hmm. outside of the comics i like I know pretty much everything front and back about Metroid and the lore in the series. So like I kind of already figured where they were going with everything from what they had already said and shown off already. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I'm just more, I, I was actually disappointed with that trailer because you know what I was expecting? Hmm. I was expecting the demo available now. Really? At the end of that. I was expecting them to put uh, a demo up. Okay. I mean, <clears throat> Nintendo is known for demos, so you would think. Yeah, that's the thing is they've been uh, – lately they've been doing a lot of like when you're getting close, like within a month of the release of something, they'll put a demo up of, of it. They be, they did that with the most two recent Monster Hunter games for mm-hmm. Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, other things here and there. They'll throw some demos up. So I was expecting, uh, hey, here's a half hour or whatever timed demo that you can play through the first bit of Metroid Dread or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They they didn't. And I was still like a fool hoping for that <laughs> Metroid Prime trilogy that uh, it's probably, at this point, it doesn't exist. I'm quite certain it doesn't exist. We've right. had... 
rumors for how many years now about it being a thing. It's not a thing. So I can, you know, go back and play Metroid Prime on the GameCube <laughs> like I had been wanting to do anyways. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And that's okay. That's okay. I remember. Well, you are getting was... Dread at least. You right. Know. I mean, Dread, Dread's existence is already crazy enough. So. Right. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, that surprises me that I kind of bummed you out a little bit. That does make sense, though. Nintendo does like to do demos, so I'm kind of surprised that we didn't see a demo of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as far as the Prime trilogy goes, I don't necessarily think it doesn't exist. I, I think they're holding it until they can, like, chuck the, it at us when they need it, you know? And the only – and they will do that whenever they have Prime 4 – if if it does exist, whenever they have something tangible for Prime Four, I think that's when they would throw it at us. Right, right. Because especially at that point, like if they don't at that point, like it's not real, it's never been real, and it's right. not going to exist. Because that there would be the absolute one hundred percent. If it's if you're gonna do it, do it. Time to do it. Well, when is Metroid's like anniversary? This year. So they should have done it this year then. That definitely. Yeah. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, they they it's yeah, it's one of those things to where like this is a pretty good time, but you know, they have dread coming out. Right. So right. like that could be that's their their hurrah for the anniversary for Metroid. Um and then uh with Prime. That's right. the only other with Prime 4 is the only other time that they would have to put it out and it actually means something. Right. Um, okay. Well, that's interesting. Uh, would, are you good to move on? Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the next one, we have Project Triangle Strategy is now called Triangle Strategy, and it will be released uh, in March 2022. This one had a demo, what, like last year, I want to say? Yeah, when they uh, initially announced yeah. it. And I, what I think is very interesting, too, is they made some changes from feedback. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did fine-tuning based on difficulty, uh, improvements on on-screen visuals like UI, camera controls, and the ability to review prior dialogue. And they also streamlined the game flow and loading times, at least according to them. I do want to say that I think the name is dumb. Yeah, never in the history of ever... <laughs> Have I heard something called Project Something and they just dropped the project? <laughs> right? Like, I was like, this is going to be a different name. But they were just like, no, it's just Triangle Strategy. What the fuck is Triangle Strategy? Like, I, I, think it's, I think it's a ridiculous. I never actually got to play this demo, though. It's still on my yeah. Switch. I never actually jumped into it. Yeah, same. I remember sh uh, being interested in it whenever yeah. I first saw it. I was really interested in it because apparently, like, the choices you make and who you fight on really changes how the game is played. That's, like, their big catch, you know? Right. Uh, kind of almost Mass effect in that way and that way alone. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I just never ended up playing it, which I guess might have been a mistake. But, uh, but yeah, I, I still think that title is just the worst. Just the worst title. Oh, yeah. All right. So next we have Act Razor Renaissance is remast is a remastered version of SNES Act Razor and it's out as of Thursday the twenty third. 
this is uh, from the uh, classic SNES game. They feature it features both side scrolling and city building. It's a really weird mesh. I never actually played it on the original SNES. Uh, did you? No, I honestly had never even heard of it up until this point. And like, I, had I played. I, I had played the the SNES back in the day. That was my primary console, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. So I I just had never heard of it until now. It looks interesting. Yeah, it does. I I don't know if it's something I get into. It was very weird because it's definitely like a side scrolling platformer almost. Yeah, kind of. And then it switches to this like city building mode, uh, which I just would never see those two like put together Meshing. <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know I, it's just not something i ever played when i was a kid i had heard of it but i we just never actually played it um so yeah so i don't know i watched the trailer for it it looks interesting i i don't know that i'm willing to take the risk on it for money wise but right um all right, so then we have Castlevania Advance Collection brings four classic games to Switch today, and this is the one I think we're going to talk about for a little bit. Uh, well, the first yeah. one I think we're going to talk about for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, after many leaks and rumors, it's officially announced that Castlevania Advance Collection will be released later today. This collection features Castlevania Circle of the Moon, Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow, and Castlevania Dracula X. These games feature rewind, quick save, Button mapping features alongside a gallery mode with never-before-seen artwork. I have some tinfoil uh, tin stuff to say about Castlevania, but what did you think about this announcement? I thought it was great. Um, the Game Boy Advance, the Aria of Sorrow, mm-hmm. was the very first Castlevania I ever played. Really? That's late. Yeah, that was the very... Yeah, I was super, late in the super late to Castlevania. <laughs> And then, like, now, you know, Symphony of the Night is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, With all due respect, that's a good choice. I'm not going to argue that at all. Oh, yeah. Aria of Sorrow and uh, Circle of the Moon. I remember playing. I don't know if I finished Circle of the Moon. But, yeah, Aria of Sorrow was great. And I think it's great that these games are in a collection. I do think it's kind of weird that Dracula X just finds its way into all of the Castlevania (laughs) collections. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially because I don't recall that ever being on Game Boy Advance. Maybe they're, like, doing it for story reasons. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. It, it finds its way into every single Castlevania collection. It's just bizarre. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think it's great. And uh, I, I'm going to let you do your tinfoil hat thing because I actually read uh, an article somewhat related to this. Okay. So, All right. uh, so you're predicting then, what my tinfoil hat is going to be? I, I, I think I might, but I'm going to let you go because I've been wrong on these, <laughs> us being on the same page things before. <laughs> That's true. Often we think we are and we are not. Um, I will say, before I get into the tinfoil hat, do you know what the first Castlevania game I played was? Oh, what was that? Castle fucking Vania. That's right. Oh, oh. Yeah, I played that's, number that's brutal. one. Oh, yeah. God, that's brutal. Yeah, back in the Nintendo days, we played the first Castlevania. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I will say I'm very interested about this. I'm not going to run right out and purchase it, but if I ever have some spare cash or Nintendo eShop money, I might pick this up because these are four Castlevania games I have never played because I never had a Game Boy Advance uh, or anything that these were on except for Dracula X, but I just don't think I ever actually played Dracula X. So, uh, yeah, I'm very interested about this one because these are definitely four that would be completely new content to me. 
which is kind of cool. Uh, as yeah. far as the tinfoil hat, I think we're going to get new Castlevania games. That's what I think is happening okay. right now. <laughs> I think we are starting to get these drops. And, and this isn't the only one we've gotten. We've got Castlevania Advanced Collection. We're going to talk about something later, uh, which which the the whole Sega collection or whatever. Uh Bloodlines is going into that. Uh and then we have um oh, something else. Something didn't something else. Oh, we just had a big Castlevania collection uh a few months ago, didn't we? Uh something along those like, lines. Like it was like yeah. the master collection and it was like the first 3 games or or something like that. I think this is all in preparation for new Castlevania stuff. I th- I think we're actually going to maybe get some new Castlevania coming out. And I don't necessarily think it's going to be produced by Konami, but I think maybe they finally took uh our 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 advice and ours alone uh to actually <laughs> let let another company maybe make some new Castlevania stuff. I don't know, could be wrong. I want to hear what you say uh and whether or not we're on the same page. Uh, so, uh, there's a, uh, there was somebody who, uh, works for Konami was actually, uh, asked, uh, I'm not even going to attempt this guy's name because it is insane and I'm just going to butcher it. Uh, but basically, uh, Axios asked this guy about the possibility of a new Castlevania game coming out because mm-hmm. there's also that grimoire of souls coming right. to apple arcade yep um and uh he was asked you know what what's the future hold for castlevania what about a new game and the response was literally just it just depends on the, the fans so mm-hmm. uh i think if he had anything to tease that would have been it i okay. think they're still just testing the waters with it. Okay. Uh, I, I have this terrible feeling that like they are literally just looking at. And at this point, you know, sure. There's going to be people, people who buy the advanced collection and the other Castlevania collections, but those are the people who have already played the Castlevania games. Uh You know, the Apple arcade grimoire of souls is the closest thing that they're going to have to a quote, new Castlevania game. Since what, Lords of Shadow 2? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, your demand is going to be much lower because you're you're approaching essentially a dead franchise yeah. at this point. Yeah. So they have to do something to kind of drum up more excitement for Castlevania. And these collections are good for that. Right. But I don't think that that's going to be the thing that's going to make it, you know, to be like, you know what, guys, Castlevania's back again. Especially given the fact that Konami has been focused pretty much primarily just on slot machines. Yes. Like, I don't... I, I'm I'm nervous. I'm I nervous think for from, the future. I don't think it's from Konami. I think it's from Nintendo. I think it's 100% from Nintendo. And that's why, yeah, we're getting that new game in the Apple Arcade. That that goes against what I'm about to say. But almost all of these big collections have come out on Nintendo. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I would love a new a new proper yeah. Castlevania. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, we are starting to run on time, I think. So I'm going to start going through some other ones that are not as big. And then if you want to stop me, 
just stop me and say something I think about it, okay? I think from what I remember there was only that one last thing that there's really to touch on. Well, we I, can... I, I want to at least say everything and there's definitely yeah, more so, than yeah, what you're saying cuz there's at least yeah. two big things we need to talk about. But Yeah, we can um, yeah, go just go ahead. Oh yeah, right. there was yeah, there's more. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, Star I forgot Wars. there's more. <laughs> Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic will make its way to Switch this November. The remake that I think is on mobile or something is coming to Switch uh, November 11th. So if you want to play uh, KOTOR, you can play it on Switch. Uh, then we have... Uh, uh, they did some Mario Party stuff for the classic. We don't need to talk about that. They just kind of went more in depth. Animal it's- Cross... Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say with the Mario Party, it's like, I want that game. Because yeah, I do. That's like, I do too. Yeah, that's, that's the OG Mario Party that mm-hmm. I know and love. Yeah, remastered. It, it'll be a lot of fun. I, I think it'll be really great. Especially with the online functionality, it'll be great. Uh, yeah. we, get, we could even play it online, which is really cool. Uh, then we got Animal Crossing will get its own direct in October. And Brewster and the Roost are coming soon, which is an old feature. Uh, back from uh, uh, an old game that I never played, so this should be interesting. Uh, more later. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's final DLC character will be revealed in early October, but no actual reveals now. I Monster- was frustrated with that. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak Expansion Pact announced for summer 2022, so it's going to be a big, massive expansion, kind of on par with Iceborne for Monster Hunter World. Uh, then we had a Splatoon 3 gameplay uh, and return of the Mammalians single-player campaign revealed. They kind of revealed the campaign of Splatoon that they're doing for 3. Um, I don't really have anything to say about this. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? No, I'm sure there's somebody out there who is who is very excited yes, for that. Yes. And good for them, but more, it's not More me. power to you. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not us. Uh, but yeah, more power to you. Uh, Bayonetta 3 gameplay and 2022 release window has been revealed, so we're actually going to get Bayonetta 3. I just want to pause on that for just a brief moment. So I I was watching this thing live, and when they actually showed it off, I was like, oh, are they going to show Bayonetta 3? Because I didn't know. We had heard nothing about this for the longest time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And they, they showed her, and I was like, oh, my God. So, okay, we are doing Bayonetta 3. And there was a point where she almost like nod and wink at the camera. She's walking along just like, sorry I took so long. Oh my god, come on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was a little little obnoxious. A little obnoxious. But I'm sure there's a lot of people very happy to see it, you know? Oh yeah, very much so. Uh, Then let's touch on, there's the three major things. Last three things to talk about. There's Expansion Pass, Kirby... And the movie news. Which one do you want to go into first? Um, the let's do the Kirby one real quick. All right. I don't necessarily have a lot to say about that. I think this game's gonna be cool as hell, man. Uh, spring 2022, they announced Kirby and the Forgotten Land, the next mainstream Kirby, uh, not a weird free fighter game or anything like that. The next mainstream Kirby adventure game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh, is coming to Switch spring 2022, and it will be Kirby's first full foyer into the 3D plane. So it's gonna it's gonna be kind of like your Mario 64, Mario Odyssey sort of yeah sort of play style. It's 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 Super Kirby Odyssey is yeah. what it is. And yeah, like, don't is. get me wrong, I, like it looks like it'll be entertaining, but 
the whole time, the only thing that I could see <laughs> is it is Mario Odyssey. It is straight up and down Mario Odyssey. I mean, from what they showed in the trailer, it is. But uh, we didn't get a huge glimpse of anything. I really want to see what they put forward uh, later on. You know what I mean? I I'm definitely going to give you that. But we only saw two minutes of it. You know what I mean? Not even. Right. I I'll give it a little bit more time to differentiate itself from Mario Odyssey. But it definitely looks like they were like, Mario Odyssey really works. Let's do Kirby with it. Still, I think it's about time for Kirby to have a 3D game. He's a big Nintendo property that really hasn't had a mainstream entry in a long time. He's been in a lot of stuff like Smash Brothers. He got a bunch of like free DLC bullshit games. Uh, yeah. So, so I'd, I'm kind of excited to see him in a, his first big mainstream game. I think it's a good play. And uh, this is one that my kid looks like she would get interested in. So I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, be interested to see more of it yeah. to get a better a better yeah. idea of what exactly it's going to be. I think it was a good trailer. It was it, uh, one thing I'll say again with the trend of Nintendo that they're doing, uh, that they keep doing, which makes me very happy, is the fact that they their trailers are not bullshit. They actually have gameplay in it, and uh, that that made me very happy that we got an announced trailer with gameplay in it. Uh, and a release window. So thank you for that for Nintendo. I'll give them that at least, you know? Yeah. Uh, so movie or expansion pass? I kind of want to talk about the movie first because I think we're going to talk let's longer. Let's do the movie. Let's, let's do the movie. Uh, <laughs> this, this one is actually kind of fresh right now because uh, Kev and I are actually talking back and forth on Facebook <laughs> in comments about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so I'm trying, I'm, I'm really quickly trying to find the list of all the people they announced to go through it properly. Uh, there we go. Okay, so they announced a little bit of the cast list for the Mario movie coming out. The animated one from Illumination Studios. Uh, they're the guys who do Despicable Me, Secret Life of Pets, Sing, that sort of thing. Uh, they announced Chris Pratt will voice Mario. Anna Taylor-Joy will voice Peach. Charlie Day will voice Luigi. Jack Black will vo voice Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key will voice Toad. Seth Rogen will voice Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen will voice Cranky Kong. Kevin Michael Richardson is going to be Kamek and Sebastian Maniscalco. Scalo? Scaloco? Scaloco? I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. As Spike. Uh, and those were the, the voices they announced. Um, what do you guys think? What do you think about this, man? Oh, it's Keegan Michael Key. I was I yeah. had said Jordan Peele earlier. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> you got the wrong one. Kev. Yeah, no, I was talking the wrong guy. Uh, the wrong but yeah, I don't. Uh, man, like Jack Black could be okay. Yeah, definitely. Seth Rogen can be okay. Chris Pratt. Uh, uh, Here's the thing: all of these people are highly entertaining people who are always good and entertaining in their movies and their stuff that they do. It's yeah. just the fact that they were chosen for these roles is weird. So, like, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, I'm like, I kind of want to give them a chance. Charlie Day is funny as shit in everything he does. Jack Black never lets me down, even when I think he's going to. Uh, Keegan Michael Key, 
hugely funny, same way. Seth Rogen, I love all of his movies, just about all of his movies. Fred Armisen, same thing. Like, these guys are all very talented people. Chris Pratt, I always find his movies entertaining. Uh, even when, well, I always find him entertaining in movies, even when he picks crappy movies. Uh, so, like, I like these people. They're all very entertaining people. It's just, I think there's a shock to it of seeing Chris Pratt as Mario that, yeah. like, doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, same with, like, Jack Black as Bowser. Like, I like Jack Black. I like what he does. But, like, is he going to be Bowser? Like, how is he going to do that voice? Like, I don't know. That doesn't seem intimidating to me, you know? See, uh, I don't know. My, my big thing is it, it, it's kind of been a, a thing that I've cared about for a while Okay. is casting of people in roles for something that already exists. Now, usually okay. live action-y sort of stuff, live right. action-y sort of stuff, I get it. So if it was another live action Mario, uh, <laughs> God help us all, first <laughs> off. Yeah. Uh, Chris but, Pratt as know, live action Mario would be hysterical, though. I don't, I, I don't with know. Louis, See, with that, Charlie Day as Luigi right. next to him, so, like, I would watch can, that all day, even if it was right. bad. So, like, that could work. But here I am thinking, you know, Charles Martinet has been the voice of Mario since Mario has had a voice. And it's not an actual acting role outside of the voice. So why has Charles Martinet been relegated to strictly just a mystery support role? Um, like, my why question. is he not... Why hasn't he not been chosen to be Mario? So... I need you to correct me if I'm wrong on this, okay? Because I, I have kind of an answer for you. Um, the voice of Mario, Mario and all the Mario games, he never says any full sentences. It's never a line. It's like, it's me, I'm a Mario, or, or something like that. He never really, like, there's no spoken word in any Mario game, correct? Like, not, it's all, yeah, it's all either really. text... It's it's all either it's text like, or like sound most, bites. It's on, it's at most like three words in a row or okay. something. So here's the question. Like, can he do that voice for like the entirety of lines? Like Okay, and that's I'm not trying to insult Charles Martinet at all. I'm sure he's very talented, but he seems to be on board with this movie because he's in it in some way shape or form. So like is it is it really a thing of like like I'm sure they wanted to get a big name obviously because that draws more people in but like could he actually do like a full like voice work for Mario? He's never done that before. He's only ever done these like it's me, I'm a Mario. Ooh-hoo-hoo-hoo. Like that's all he's ever done, right? Yeah. Like he's I, he's really I, well, just as untested well, as Chris Pat is is the thing. Well, as the Mario voice, yeah, that's all he's done. But he's also the voice of Parthenax in Skyrim. Right, and he's great. So, in it. I'm not saying so, he's bad. I, I'm yeah. really not trying to insult him at all. I'm so, not. I think if it was, if again, back to the live, if it was like a live action situation to where like, let's say it, it's like a crazy strain on his voice and they have to cut constantly. Mm -hmm. Like, I could see that being a thing. But given the fact that Again, audio recording is done in takes for VO like this. Uh -huh. He it very well could be something that's just spread out. Like, hey, let's do like, 
what, like maybe 20 minutes worth of the movie's dialogue here in one day and like okay. break it up like that. I think that they could do something like that. I just, I don't think it's, I just think it's unfair to him to have, he is the voice of Mario. Uh-huh. And just because it's a blockbuster movie that, oh, well, we need to get a big name in there to, you know, kick up the star power. Like, uh-huh. why can't you just not have, you know, him do just Mario and then, you know, have your other star studded cast. Like I get it too, that he also does the voice of Luigi. So yeah, sure. It would be a bit weird uh-huh. if we had, you know, him being the voice of Mario and Luigi, basically two characters in the entire thing, him just uh-huh. talking to himself. Like I get that. That would be a little bit weird. And that at that point, would be a bit more difficult for him, but I don't yeah. know. I just it, it it just rubs me the wrong way a little bit for Charles Martin. Did you have a problem when Ben Schwartz got pat- cast as Sonic? I know I was very eh about it. Okay. Uh, I but at the same time, like there's been multiple Sonic voice actors too throughout yeah. the years. There's yeah. been the ones for the games. Then there's been the ones for the animated shows mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that on its own, if that's how it's always been, like, I get that at that point. Like, if there was, you know, the, granted, there was the super show. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know, the god-awful nightmare movie that we shall never speak of. Mm-hmm. Like, those all, all of those things. But, like, the primary way that we had ever heard Mario's voice was in those games. And I just feel bad for Charles Martinet in that, in that case. And like, but I get, I get the point with the, the Sonic thing too. Right. No. And I'm not trying to like be a dick at all. Like I kind of see where you're going. Like I saw the cast and I was kind of, I was very, I was very conflicted because I'm a fan of just about everybody on this list in their bodies of work like i'm a fan of all these people but at the same time i'm like would i pick these people to be in these roles i don't know i will say i will pick charlie day to be luigi every day any day i can't wait to see that like i i I literally cannot wait to hear that but (laughs) but every other character i'm like should we do this i don't know so I'm kind of on the fence. Like I'm, I'm of the mind that I'm like, you know, this doesn't necessarily make sense to me, but I kind of want to wait and see. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. No. So yeah. I, definitely. I kind of, I kind of see where you're going. So, um, well, anything else to add to it, and we'll move on to the big one. No. All right, let's move on to the big one, and this is the big one for us. I don't know that it's bi- the biggest for anybody else watching the Nintendo Direct, but it's definitely the big one for us, and that is. Uh, we got totally surprised, totally blown out of the water. We were expecting to have an announcement for Nintendo. So Nintendo Switch Online, they have the Super Nintendo and the Super, Nin- uh, the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo, and they have kind of like this rotating library of old school retro games they put in there. Um, we had heard rumor that they were adding Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance games to this as another collection to the Nintendo Switch Online. Well, fuck us sideways. We did not get that. What we got was kind of way better, in my opinion. We got the announcement of the expansion pack for the online. So this will, unfortunately, be a new uh, category of subscription. So when it comes out, you can either stay with your current Nintendo Online subscription, which is still pretty modest as far as fees go, or 
or you can increase the subscription cost to get this expansion pack. They did not tell us how much that increase is going to be yet, but they told us what the expansion pack is going to be, and it will be a Nintendo 64 and a Sega Genesis addition to uh, to the online components, and uh, this is just the greatest thing I, I think I could have ever heard in my life. Uh, the games list on it is amazing too. I need to find it because for some fucking reason this uh, this uh, um, oh there it is there it is. So we will get uh, from the Sega on the Sega lineup we will get Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines as we mentioned earlier, Contra Hardcore, the best Contra game. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Beam Machine, Golden Axe that's a Neil favorite, Gunstar yes. Heroes. Musha, I've never played that one. Fantasy Star 4, and they've got Fantasy Star listed twice for some reason, but Fantasy Star 4, Rai Star, Shining Force, which is a great game, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, and Strider, which is a weird selection since they already have Strider in a different collection, so I don't know what they're going to do with that. Uh, and then the Nintendo 64, which was really the big announcement, I think, yeah. will contain Banjo-Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, these are coming later. Sorry, 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 sorry. Some Reading of them the are section. coming later. So, Ocarina yeah. of Time is going to be... I don't agree that time is coming. So actually the ones coming out right away are going to be Super Mario 64, which is a little bit of a dick move. Yeah. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, the best Star Fox yeah. game ever made, ever. Sin and Punishment, Dr. Mario 64, Mario Tennis 64, Win Back, and Yoshi's Story. So, huge. Like, that's huge. I, I think that's huge. I, I don't know. Like, I was blown away by this announcement. I was not expecting this at all. Definitely not Sega to be in there. Uh, what do you think yeah. about this? Yeah, I like the fact that the 64 games are coming and they're going to be selling the wireless versions of the controllers uh -huh. as well yeah. for 50 bucks a piece. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, uh, on yeah. That one, but. but, I mean, cool. Uh, mm -hmm. But at the same time, in regard to the pricing, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Nintendo Online is already cheap. It's yeah. great, and I'm not complaining at all about having to pay a little bit more, but I feel like... It would have been better to say, hey, just so you know, the cost of Nintendo Online is going to go up across the board because we have this. Yeah. Not have it be a separate tier. Because what are they going to, if they're going to charge an extra, let's say, two bucks a month I for access to this. I think it'll be five. Five, even five. Well, five overall or something like that. Because remember, it's like $20 right. for the year or something right. like that, which right. is, again, is not bad. Right. If they if they say like oh thirty dollars for the year okay cool great I'm down for it but if they want to kick the price of the subscription up the more that they want to kick it up they have to justify with more features and I are they going to have more features outside of just those games because I mean, then at that point at that point though like it's going to start there for lack of a better phrase they're going to start Nintendoing it up. <laughs> and making things overtly complicated 
for people trying to get in. So like, mm. sure, people want the Nintendo online. They're just, I just want the Nintendo online. Well, there's the standard Nintendo online that has these two categories of games, or you can get this category of games for this Nintendo online. And who knows if they have another, you know, another category. And then if they do like a, another set of features with that, and then if they do end up adding Game Boy games in the future, well, then you've got that whole cat. So then you've got three different subscription tiers right. that all do the same thing, but you get right. access to different things. They're going to, like I said, Nintendo it all up. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. That is definitely a prediction for the future. I, I think it's going to be doubled. Because really, if you look at what online Nintendo Switch offers right now, uh, like like having the, the online subscription, it allows you to play online, okay, and then it gives you the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo and then like a couple of free bullshit things that nobody ever accesses ever. Like really, that's it. That that's all it gives you. So like really what you're paying that initial twenty twenty three dollars for is the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo back catalog. That's what you're paying for, really in the long run. So like I feel like this is another two full systems, they're gonna be like, All right, it's forty dollars. It's forty dollars a year now. That's what I think. And even even forty dollars a year. It's still a I good mean, price. It's still a good price. Yeah. It's still okay, but I, I like see what you're I, saying. I, I just don't want the overcomplication for no reason. Is it going to be sixty dollars uh, a year if we want to get the Game Boy ones when those come uh, out? Yeah, I see what you're see, saying. At that point, though, sixty dollars. Like I know they're slowly expanding the categories, uh, the, the the titles available in each of these things. Mm -hmm. But at sixty dollars, you know, like I want GameCube games. Yeah. Like yeah. At, at that point, like maybe yeah. that just makes me greedy. It very well could. But I don't know. Like at that point, I think you're really starting to edge up there. Honestly, I think the real cost goes into the Nintendo 64 stuff because those are like games yeah. that they could sell, which they've already proved that they could sell those games on their own. And Super Mario 64, one of the things that I have a little bit of a problem with in here is, oh, now, yeah. is now in this expansion pack, but they just sold it for you. In a retail collection, they just sold yeah. it to you in a retail collection with uh, Galaxy and Sunshine, uh, and, and that's a little irritating to me that that they just kind of sold that not really full full, full price, but but at the same time that proved to them that they're like, hey, we could actually sell those sixty four games for, you know, tw I mean, if you if you do the math, twenty to thirty dollars a pop, you know, so I feel like. I feel like that's what this is. It's it's like we're upping the price because you know Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is going to be in some sort of Zelda collection down the road. Like there's just yeah. no way it's not. There's just no way it's not. So this is they're like they're they're cutting their cost out of that, you know, because anybody who would have bought that collection for Ocarina of Time are going to just get this. So I I think that that a lot of the cost that a lot of the upgraded price is going into the 64. Nonetheless, I do agree with you. They could definitely Nintendo this up, especially if they keep raising the price over and over and over again. It'll be... Or, or if they're going to raise the price, like, do what you said, like, raise it universally. Don't make it super complicated for everybody. Right. Yeah. And, like, it, when you were saying about, too, like, the price for Nintendo 64, I know, like, porting 64 games because of the development, like, how 
games are developed for the console mm-hmm. uh, is very difficult. If anyone has dabbled in emulation at all for 64, mm-hmm. you already know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So like, I, and if that's the case, if they have to justify it that way, like even if they were like, Hey, look, we have to, you know, sh- yeah. it's a separate thing because it's its own development thing. But then at that point, if they're going to use that line of logic, why is the Sega Genesis then lumped in with the Nintendo 64? Well, that's true. Although I do think the Sega Genesis emulation is nothing. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, that's, it's, that's, it's, the right. that's the it's thing. That's the thing. That's the point. That's re- and, and you're right. Your, your point is I'm completely agreeing with your point. The 64 is where all that work is going to go in. I, I've, I've said, I, I think I've said on this podcast before we were never going to get a 64 collection like this. So I, I'm wrong. I'm proven wrong here by them even doing it. So like, because I never thought that 64 would have a collection because they could repackage them and sell them to us. They're not long enough away that you know they could get away with being like just like the Super Mario collection. I like every one of these games could have been in a collection and then sold it to us. You know. And you know, you know what else that also tells me to uh, this is the last point i'm going to make on this because we are going hyper long yeah we might have to skip out odds and ends honestly um but what that also tells me too is we are not going to get a 64 classic edition no we are not going to get a 64 classic edition yeah i I think they 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 went the other way with it Mm-hmm. They put those out because people were having a hard time getting their hands on the NES and Super NES Classic editions. So then they put those on the Switch to like kind of soften that blow a little bit mm-hmm. because a lot of the titles are pretty much the same on both of those. But now that they're going to be doing this, I don't think we're getting a 64 Classic Edition. There's no way that they would do that because yeah. everybody would, unless it's for collectors... Because mm-hmm. everyone would already say, "Well, I have these games on the Switch." So, well, and I'm I'm on record as thinking that the as saying that the classic edition stuff uh, was bullshit. I I think that whole thing was was garbage. I, the, the Nintendo Classic, the Super Nintendo Classic, like they were garbage, garbage things that they sold for way too much money, and then didn't produce enough so that they could drive the cost up. I I I, I still think those are one of the most like. Nintendo y Nintendo stuff that they ever did with those classics. So I'm much I, I am I am way more happy that they're doing uh sixty four in this way than a than a classic edition, which which a classic edition is a is a cash grab. It's a pure cash grab. And I'm not even talking about just like a company is always trying to cash grab. I mean like it's like a gimmick to get people to buy it. Like those things don't function that well. They're uh, the controllers like don't have a big enough cord. They're not wireless. Like those systems are bullshit. And they did that just to make a ton of fucking money off nostalgia. And they could have done that with the 64. Instead, they're doing it this way. And I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, all right. Well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and end this talking point. We might be skipping odds and ends. We're gonna talk about it in the break and see what we want to do. Uh, unless you got anything else to add? Uh, no, I don't. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Alright, so we're going to skip odds and ends this week. We didn't have anything super important to talk about. We're going to save them for next week and then just have a bigger odds and ends section next week. Um, so we're just going to go right to plugs. Neil, you got anything particular you want to plug? Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to plug Halo Infinite Road because 
we we did a thing and <laughs> i can't uh, i'm not gonna get too into it because it's gonna it's gonna spoil the finale i mean i but uh, the finale Watch is going to be finale. very long. The Watch finale is going to be very long. <laughs> I did not think that what happened was going to happen. In no, no world did no. I go into that thinking that that's how it was going to go. Um, um, anybody was, who watches the finale, and, and it's it's very long, but if you stick with it, you're really watching some magic. Some real magic happens there. Yeah, and I, I got to say though, I, it was pr- it was the most fun that I had with uh, ODST. Oh, was it, it was, was so that fun. that mode that was fantastic. I'm not gonna lie, I definitely want to stream Firefight with you at some point now. Like, I definitely want to stream. Yeah, with you. like that has to we, happen. We have to make that. We happen. can we can do that on an off on an off week with uh, the next season. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah definitely, yeah definitely. Uh, I'm not going to lie. We might even take an extra week off just so that we can stream some firefights. That was, that was so much fun to stream. Um, and Halo always gets a ton of views on Twitch. So, <laughs> so yeah. jump right in on that. Um, yeah, so the specific episode that he's referring to will come out two weeks, uh, a week from this coming Thursday. Uh, so if you're listening to this a week from, well, if you're, listening or watching it comes out it will come out a week from this thursday this week you will see the resolution of the campaign for odst and then we did one episode of firefight as the finale just to kind of like pad it out a little bit uh and and that episode it's some real magic real magic in my opinion it was fun (laughs) some some hot ass bongo uh Uh, so, okay, so as far as me, um, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to plug a bunch of stuff today, just please check me out on Twitch, I've been, uh, streaming, uh, at least three times a week on Twitch, uh, and doing a lot of streaming just in general, you guys seem to like the streaming, so please, you know, if you're listening to this and you have Twitch, just go give me a follow, you know, because, uh, all I need is 50 follows to start, I think, making money there, I'm not quite sure I understand Twitch yet, but... Um, uh, so yeah, so I'm just going to wrap this thing up because I'm, I'm super tired. Uh, check out everything we have to offer. We have a ton of stuff. We've got Machinima on the channel, Machinima Wrestling League on the channel. We have Let's Plays. We have this podcast. We have in-depth reviews. We have all sorts of stuff. Uh, so just check out everything we have to offer. Plus, you know what? There's one thing I'm going to plug. There's one thing I'm going to plug. I, so one of the Twitch streams that I'm doing, I'm calling Epic OMG. I'm playing Wildermyth, uh, which is this really cool procedurally generated tactical game that I've talked about multiple times on here that's all about the story. And I am literally putting community members from Discord into the game because you can customize the avatars. And then I'm trying to do fancy voices. And it is just an absolute train wreck mess. But the first episode is up right now. I'm posting them on Saturdays because it's very easy. Like you can watch it, you can watch me do it live on Twitch. And then I export it to YouTube, and I've been posting it on Saturdays. So uh, please check that out. It's a lot of fun. It's ridiculous. Um, it's 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 super ridiculous to try and watch me do voices I can't do and have no business even trying. So I'm gonna I'm gonna promote that this week. And if you don't watch it on Twitch, you can watch it in the back end on Saturdays. Uh, I'm gonna start posting that on our days off. 
Uh, other than that, you can check out everything we have to offer here. You can also contact us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH, on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. Link is in the description below. You can influence this in all of our shows from there. You can, of course, give us a follow on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash OldManGamingDH. And then, guys, as long as you keep watching it and listening, we will keep trudging along and making it. See you guys next week. Oh, son of a bitch. What? Oh, I had a bag of Swedish fish sitting on my desk, and I thought there was still some left in it. And <laughs> That's I just not. And I'm, yeah, you think you not, got I'm food sad. somewhere, and then you're like, no, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well. You know what the best is? When you realize you have it. I had that today. Like, I thought I was out of cereal, because I'll only buy it for myself once in a while, because it's actually super unhealthy for you. Oh, but, like, yeah. I eat it like a dessert, because I love it so much, so I'll eat it every yeah. once in a while. And, like, I just realized today that I've got one more bowl of cereal up there that's just been sitting up there. I'm like, I have cereal! This is the best day! <laughs> that's like, I forgot. I, I left a $10 bill in my center console. Uh-huh. And I swapped my glasses because I have my work glasses and I have my just regular everyday glasses. And uh, I went in my center console in the car and I'm struggling to, to get my, my glasses case out. And when mm-hmm. I do, this 10 just pops out. I'm like, what the fuck? Where were you? Yay! Hey, champ! Where are you, champ? <laughs> Thanks for coming back to me, buddy! Right. <laughs> I'm gonna spend you on stuff! Yeah. Uh. <laughs>